Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning. Happy, happy Saturday, my friends. When you hear my voice, that means... It is another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind, just waiting for you. Angela Stanton King is our first guest. She will also be our guest at Rock the Red, a huge event coming up June 11th in Ocala. We certainly hope you can join us because you're going to want to hear more about her great life story. Let's dig in at least a little bit right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Angela. How are you? Good morning. How are you? What an honor to be on your show today. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Look, I'll be honest. I wanted to look at uh, some of your bio, some information, uh, you know, because a person of color who is conservative is still considered somewhat of an anomaly in today's world and not maybe an easy place to be uh, in and around Atlanta. So tell me how, I guess, you came uh, to conservative politics wow not just a a conservative person that's a person of color but also a person of color that doesn't believe in aborting our children or our future so that's an very important uh point to make as well but i came into conservatism into conservatism you know just through my own life experiences i had been someone who met all of these statistics that they say you know black people meet you know single mother um, welfare recipient, uneducated, and I ended up spending some time in prison. And during that time in prison, you know, I gave birth to my daughter, changed to a bed. Um, this is for a nonviolent crime. My mother and my grandmother both passed away. And when I was released from prison, you know, it was me, my, my four children, and, and we were at a shelter. And I had to begin rebuilding my life. But this time, I was denied welfare. I was denied Section 8, all those things that you got from the government, and it was like, you know, this safety net was snatched out from up under me, and I had to really apply myself, and through that, I ended up writing my own life story from there, starting my own publishing company, and it just really showed me how, you know, this this this, this welfare from the Democratic Party is nothing more than something that keeps you stuck. And people from my community, they need a hand up and not a hand out. From there, um, my godmother, Alveda King, who was someone very instrumental in my life ever since my release from prison, someone who helped me rebuild my life, um, Trump got in, 
she was working with him. One of his issues was criminal justice reform. And my whole life was criminal justice reform. And it all started from there. Well, yeah, uh, Alveda King, your godmother, was uh, the niece of Martin Luther King Jr. So those political activist kind of roots, uh, you know, are very deep. Were you surprised that President Trump really, after the Democrats giving lip service to all these things dealing with uh, prison, et cetera, were you surprised that he actually took it on and was effective in, in passing laws? You mean the guy that they claim is a racist and hate black Americans? And we know that the 94 crime bill, which was written by our current president, um, is something that massively incarcerated, you know, a a large number of black Americans. That guy, because everyone (laughs) was a racist. And I couldn't imagine how this man that they claim to be a racist and a white supremacist would do anything that would benefit black Americans or reunite their families. You know, there had been all of this fuss about family separation at the border, and that's kind of where my story came in at, because I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You know, if us as Americans can fight for family separation at the border, what happens when it comes to family separation in our border? Because anyone with common sense knows that if you're arrested anywhere in America and you've got your kid with you, you're going to be separated from your child. Your children don't go to jail with you. This is American law. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's everything has been turned upside down. And I guess one of the questions I have, and you were involved uh, in an election, and, uh, and and you didn't win that election. But but as far as elections go, what can we do uh, to hope that we have some kind of outcome that is real? Um. You know, that's a very good question. I think that we're all doing the best that we can. You know, Trump didn't win his election either. And I think that there was, you know, some fraud that may have taken place. I've been a lifetime Georgia resident. Um, and the people in the community know me here. I've been on, you know, a reality show on BE2 prior to that and active in the community for more than 20 years prior to being pardoned by President Trump prior to being very effective in helping the first step at get passed. And not only that, President Trump changing the law, making it illegal for them to chain women to the bed because of my personal story. So what we can do is continue to stand up and continue to fight back and come in and continue to demand, you know, election integrity. Yeah, it's and and I know some of the laws. Well, you know, you came from Georgia. And what about the outcry about this law that they said is going to suppress the vote of African-Americans and people on the lower socioeconomic scale. I mean, I guess my question is the left, they appear so desperate, they can't debate the issues based on truth. So they just make things up, call people names and they lie about it. And Atlanta lost the major league uh, baseball all-star game. And, and, and what you're saying is the absolute truth, because even in my election with Nakima Williams, who was a writing candidate because I ran for John Lewis's seat, not only did she not campaign, but she refused to debate. She turned down 11 debates. So you're absolutely right. They cannot debate facts. And I think that it's time for the black community to wake up and just start using common sense. What we need now is common sense, because everything else has gone out the window. Science, what they claim to be facts, what they're teaching as far as education, we've all got to get back to common sense. And common sense would tell us that if the president, who claims he got more votes than any other president in history, and they had a sweep across the nation, if that happened for the Democratic Party, 
then why would they be trying to change any type of voting rules? Not only that, this current election, they're saying again in Georgia that they had a massive turnout in votes. If you had a massive turnout in votes and we just do the math behind it, that doesn't add up to voter suppression. It certainly doesn't, in fact, since they yeah, put together the, the new law in Georgia. Uh, they have had record numbers of folks voting, including uh, African-Americans. So everything they said uh, not only was a lie about the initial bill, but it's all been proven to be untrue now by by the facts. So I guess without giving it away in a couple of sentences, what's going to be your main theme when you come to visit us June the 11th for Rock the Red What's going to be your main theme? What are you going to talk about? Common sense, probably. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that need to be discussed, and I'm still not clear on what all I want to discuss when I get there to rock the red, and it's definitely going to be a surprise to everyone. But one of the things that I want to do is just share um, my appreciation for President Trump and his family and, you know, the sacrifice that they made going into that, that going into office and going up against this radical left. And we see it as a great awakening, you know, for not only people across this nation, but specifically people in the black community who have been, you know, bond, you know, to this loyal relationship with the Democrat Party and not being able to see how we've been used and manipulated by this party for years. And also seeing how they are like Jesse Smollett, for an example, you know, going out of their way to prove the Republican Party to be a bunch of racist. I really, really, really do appreciate the fact that that 2020 election was really the year of 2020 vision and eyes are being open and people are standing up and they're using their voices and they're fighting back. So this is all about empowerment and making sure that everybody keeps going. Do you think President Trump will run again? You know, to be honest with you, um, if, if I were him, I would. I mean, you know, Trump deserves to, to, to live his life and, and, and enjoy the rest of his life with his family. I think that he sacrificed a lot going in. And I think that, you know, because who I believe I know President Trump to be, I think that he actually is going to come back and he is going to fight back because, you know, he is a fighter. If not, if, if, does, if, if not Trump, who could take that mantle, the Trump mantle and run with it? Wow. Wow. You know, that's a good question because that's, I, you know, that's, that's, I'd have to pray about that one. That's a good question. I don't know if there is, you know, if there'll ever be another um, Donald John Trump, but I'll tell you what, there is a governor, Ron DeSantis. Oh, yes, we know oh, uh, yeah. a lot about this governor, and we are very supportive. I guess our only fear is we don't want to lose him as governor, but if there's a greater calling, we have to acknowledge that as well. And on that note, Angela Stanton King, we look forward to seeing you June 11th at Rock the Red. I want to hear more about your life story. It's very intriguing, and we thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. That was Angela Stanton King on the Bob Rose Rewind, getting ready for Rock the Red. We hope you can join us there. Go to rocktheredflorida.com for more ticket information as we continue, this time with Chris Wagner, former law enforcement, military experience, and trained a lot of law enforcement officers. Why the recent school shooting is not just a law enforcement issue. We'll ask Chris about that coming up next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Happy Saturday. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind. The recent shooting, obviously, a lot of people are talking about it. We've attacked it from a different perspective, maybe in a different dynamic. Right now, Chris Wagner is going to join us and tell us how it's not just a law enforcement issue, but we'll talk about that as well. Right now on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Chris, Florida did take proactive actions, fortifying school grounds, school resource officers, and, and other things. I guess my question first is, is, is there other fairly simple things that we can do to create a safe environment for our kids? Well, you know, it, it goes back to the old adage, if you can't stop it, what do you do to minimize or, or help uh, protect? And my specialty in the military, you keep mentioning my military experience, it's funny, was physical security. What we did was my specialty was to secure and protect nuclear weapons. So we did a lot of the physical type aspects, alarms, fences, gates, you know, all different kinds of control systems. And it's not that difficult to physically secure a location. I mentioned it to Greg when I was talking to him on the phone. We just sent how many billions to the Ukraine? 40 or 60 or something like that? 42, yeah. 42 billion dollars. Why did we send that and why couldn't we have turned that around and spent that on our school system's physical security? You know, we, we don't look here at home enough. We keep looking elsewhere when we have our own issues that we could be taken care of. If we spent $42 billion on school security in the United States, I bet we could do a pretty decent job of securing some things. You know, lockable doors, buzzer doors. You know, my wife is a teacher, so I have a very vested interest in this. She teaches out at the Wilson School System, and, or, and they have a buzz-in system. You can only get into the school if you're buzzed in through the doors doorway that's an awesome idea the only problem is there's no armed security there to back up the buzzer system 
So you need to make sure that, you know, we're, we're taking a, what I call a circular or a ring approach. You have the inner security, the outer security, and things like that. There's a lot we can do. They just need to get the people who have the experience in these fiscal security issues in there and start working on securing our schools better. That's our problem. You know, you never hear of, of a shooting like this at a school where the staff and the teachers are armed. Well, there's a very good reason for that because staff and teachers are armed and people know they're going to, to have resistance there. So they take the softest, easiest target. Yeah, and I mean, in elementary school, of all things, you definitely are looking for the, the most vulnerable. Um, I heard an FBI, former FBI agent on the air yesterday talking about, you know, there are companies that will provide a security assessment. They'll come to the school, and they'll show you the weakest, the most vulnerable uh, spots and what you can do to kind of protect yourself, your school, along the same lines of what you're talking about. Someone else also brought up the idea of, like, ballistic blankets that they make now that you can either hang up or kind of shroud the kids with. Advancement in technology when it comes to ballistics uh, is really come a long way and it might be worth taking another look at. Do you know whether the schools in Texas have taken a proactive approach to security the way that we have in Florida? I don't know if they have or not. I don't think they've had the same um, response to the, the Marjorie Stone Douglas shooting that we had where we had our commission get together and come up with recommendations. And there were a lot of recommendations in there that have not been completely enacted yet or fell far short of, I think, what the commission was hoping would take place. You know, one of the things was the, uh, the, the armed people at the schools. They were hoping that more people, I think, would, uh, teachers and staff and coaches and things, would take them up on that and be armed in our schools. The problem was they made such a difficult process to become one of those armed people that nobody wanted to do it. Very few people have, as far as I know, gone through that entire training process to become one of the armed people at a school in Florida. You can be armed at a school in Florida. You just have to go through 200 and something hours worth of training. And what teacher has that time or can put forward that effort to, to do that when really, to be honest with you, I don't know that it requires that much training. I mean, we only train a police officer for 770 hours, so you're talking a third of the training of a police officer in order just to carry a firearm at school to respond um, and protect yourself. Let's shift so gears. Yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah, I, I just want to shift gears real quick. Everything you're saying so far is great information. Uh, when you were in law enforcement, or, or even when you were training law enforcement officers, you're, you have to be a steward of a student of human behavior. What can we do to get better at it when, say, police are called and said, yeah, my son's having a breakdown, he has these issues, uh, I think he might be violent. How do we get law enforcement to be, I don't know, more effective in that area? You can't lock everybody up. You can't Baker Act everyone unless there's a real threat there. But can we do anything additional that if you see a, a kid that's obviously has serious problems and it's not the first time you've been to the house, what can we learn from that? Well, I, I don't necessarily know that law enforcement is the answer. Um, I think we as a complete society need to really look at what we do to our children and how we allow our children to do certain things. I mean, you mentioned earlier all of the, I mean, kids are inundated 24-7 these days with things that you and I weren't inundated with. I mean, we, we didn't have social media. We didn't have uh, the input of the movies and the, and the video game types of stuff. And I'm not blaming those, but like you said, and, and everybody else with any lift of common sense would agree with, there are those that are susceptible to it. 
And if a person is susceptible to it and it begins to affect them, then somebody has to see that. Somebody has to know. I mean, I know there are parents out there that are not attentive to their children, but the vast majority of parents are good parents and they, they pay attention to their kids. And if they see something, you know, that's just not right. Why is my kid acting that way? They need to delve deeper into it. You know, the, the psychoactive drugs that you talk about that our kids are taking, you know, my son, um, he takes medicine because he is a high functioning autistic and it helps him with certain issues that he has. And I will be honest with you, there's a marked difference when he is taking them and then when he is not. And if he does go off of them, he uh, he definitely is a different type of person. Not that he would be violent like this person, but he, he definitely needs those kinds of medications to help him out. It's a chemical imbalance in his brain that the, the medicines help with. But that's not the case with everybody. Some of these kids, I think, are over-prescribed or some of these kids, uh, you know, they're not watched while they're taking these medications. I watch mine like a hawk, and, and I'm part of his system of, of, you know, checks and balances. You have to, as a parent, pay close attention to your child if they are taking any kind of those medications. We, we as, as a society, need to do better. We need to take care of our kids and, and watch what they're being fed into that brain that is forming and, and forming opinions and forming ideas. Chris Wagner, our Second Amendment guy on the Bob Rose Rewind. And coming up, Chuck Lemon, state representative, talking about really doing something in Tallahassee that's going to help us with homeowners insurance and condominium recertification. We'll talk about that next on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3, The Sky. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Saturday. The Bob Rose Rewind continues this time with State Representative Chuck Clemens fresh off his uh, trip to Tallahassee in a special session. And they got a couple of really important things done, including a way where you're going to save some money on your homeowner's insurance. Let's ask him about that right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Good morning, Bob and Greg. Uh, it's a great day in Gainesville. All right, so tell us what happened in Tallahassee. What's the outcome of trying to deal with this homeowner's insurance issue, I guess? Just give us the high points, the biggest points sure. that we can tell the difference of as a homeowner. Sure. Well, the legislature just uh, convened this week. We adjourned last night passing two bills. Uh, we only addressed two bills, and the first bill is uh, Senate Bill 2D. It affects the affordability the accessibility, and hopefully we're going to prevent fraud by passing this bill. 
why it's important, uh, you mentioned the, the, the rate increases, Bob. My wife and I, our homeowners insurance went up 38% this year. Wow. We've never had a claim. This is happening to people all over Florida, and especially the people that can afford it the least. The bill that we pass will improve affordability because it authorizes. A lot of the companies are, are quit writing. Um, some of them have gone bankrupt or they're just leaving Florida altogether. Um, so what we've done is we put together a $2 billion fund for reinsurance to assist companies that could utilize that to provide uh, accessibility to policies. So what I'm trying to say is if, if the company uses the state's $2 billion reinsurance, which those prices are going up too, they must guarantee to reduce policyholders' rates by June 30th of this year. So if you're going to, if you're going to reflect savings, from your reinsurance, you've got to pass that along to, to the policy owner itself, um, that, which is a great first step. The other is for accessibility. You know, the old story about uh, the guy going to the store to buy a hammer, and it was $2, but they didn't have any. And he went down to the next store, and it was $10. He said, wait, uh, the, the, the other store has it for $2. He said, go get it there. Well, well first of all, they're out. So uh, accessibility to policies are, is just as important. So through this process, uh, we passed a law that says insurers may not refuse, may not refuse to write or renew a policy on homes with roofs that are less than 15 years old. So this is a big deal. I've, I've heard from constituents all over. Uh, their, their roof is, uh, you know, uh, got, uh, it's 15 years old, uh, and we're going to non-renew your insurance policy. Well, that's, that's crazy. We're, we're going to make the insurers uh, allow homeowners to have roof inspections before they do any sort of cancellation or non-renewal to prove that their roof is still uh, has useful life left in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people get specifically, I mean, called a 20 or 30 or even now some metal roofs, a 50-year roof. They call it that, but the insurance companies, they just deal with it, uh, you know, is uh, a sing- singular issue and say, oh, no, right. we, we drew the line at 15. Right, right. Well, look, part of the problem for this entire crisis is, is preventing fraud on the property insurance claims. So what this bill does that we pass is it limits risk multipliers. It limits risk multipliers. These are the stories, Bob, where you hear where uh, Bob Rose has a claim. Uh, it's settled two and a half years later. Bob Rose gets $38,000 for your claim, but Bob Rose's attorney gets $742,000 for handling the claim. Whoa. So the, 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 the risk multipliers have been part of the claims problem and why our insurance premiums have been going up. So uh, we're banning attorney fee assignments. Here, here's the catch, Bob. Here's the, here's the, the, the bad part. You'd have these uh, unscrupulous contractors, and they've got these new trucks, and they're painted uh, roof specialists on the side, uh, claim, insurance claims specialist on the other side and they go and they knock on they knock on Greg's door and they say sir we've noticed that you've got uh, uh, some what appears to be some damage on your roof uh, would you allow me uh, an authorization to go up on your roof to inspect it I'm, I may be able to uh, help uh, get that repaired or get you a new roof at no cost to you so Greg signs the form the guy goes up inspects the the, the roof and uh, no more is the wiser a couple months later the homeowner gets notice of a deposition. Uh, apparently, the, the the papers that they have signed is an authorization to assign the benefits of your of your property insurance, and the contractor is suing on behalf of you, your insurance 
carrier, and the carrier had no idea there was even a claim involved. Wow. Wow. So we put an end to that through this new legislation. We have put an end to that through the new uh, legislation. And look, I'm not taking up for insurance companies. You know, there's bad insurance uh, adjusters. There's bad attorneys. Sometimes there's even bad homeowners that make false claims. So I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I just know that this cycle, this vicious cycle, uh, has got to come to an end because we're in a crisis here in Florida. We need affordable insurance for our homes, and that those policies need to be accessible. And in order to do that, we need to have enough companies in the free market that it drives prices down. And so by preventing this fraud or this perpetual fraud, uh, we, we'll be able to get a handle, and, and prices should be starting to come down. Well, that is, that is great news. Now, I know there was something else that went through, and I don't know if it's the other bill, but a uh, condo recertification bill. Can you expand on that at all? I can. Uh, the second bill that we passed was the Senate Bill 2D, and that had to do with building safety. You know, everybody remembers, uh, what was it, nine months ago when when the tragic uh, condominium uh, in, in collapsed oh, just in pancake, South Florida, yeah. and, and a hundred and something people uh, perished in that. Um, well, you know, we've got many condominiums and cooperatives throughout Florida that's over 30 years old. What this bill does is it implements, um, you know, a change to reduce the total cost of, 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 of inspecting and making sure that those condominiums and the cooperatives have those buildings inspected regularly by qualified uh, you know, uh, inspection companies uh, to do the structural inspection, not just a walkthrough, but absolutely drill into the foundation and into the buttress uh, support beams to make sure that those buildings are in the, the structural integrity is still there so we don't have another tragedy uh, like we had nine months ago. There's 900,000 condominium units uh, in Florida that are over three decades old. So naturally, they're vulnerable to some structural deterioration. We just want to identify those and make sure that we can protect the public as best we can. And and, and then just real briefly, in those cases where, say, there are structural issues, is that a case where then the condo owners would then have a you know a separate kind of a fund they'd be forced to pay to pay for the the repairs? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it is incumbent upon uh, the condominium owners association to have enough uh, money that they collect to do uh, any sort of repairs to the building. I mean, you know, the normal things is you paint it and, and you may put a new roof on every 20 years. But this structural integrity thing is, is very important for the safety. And, um, you know, we've, we've got almost a million uh, units in, in Florida. Oh, no, no. It makes total sense. I just want people who are considering buying a condo to know what the real costs are. And you say, okay, well, the the homeowner's fee is $300 a month, uh, but you get, you know, free cable. Uh, But there could be a special assessment. And then you could go and find out and go, well, when's the last time you had a full and thorough inspection? So in other words, it's just clarification uh, for the person who could become an owner and not realize the the ramifications. As far as making sure the structure's safe, I did exactly the right thing. Yeah. Well, look, I'm real happy. Uh, you know, listen, the uh, the building safety bill passed unanimously. Uh, no one voted against it because uh, it's that important. The uh, property insurance bill passed uh, with a super, super majority. I think there were maybe nine people that uh, out of 110 that, that didn't vote for it for some particular reason. It didn't go far enough. It went too far. You know, we didn't focus on the right things. You'll always have uh, those those sort of observations. But I'm really happy. Bob, that we, we're helping to bring insurance to Floridians that are it's affordable and certainly accessible and to stop 
uh, and prevent some of these fraudulent uh, things that occur. State Representative Chuck Clemens on the Bob Rose Rewind. But don't go away. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Ocala Police Department's Chief Mike Balkin and the challenge of dealing with juvenile crime and also the recent school shooting as well. That's next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Good Saturday morning. The Bob Rose Rewind continues last but certainly not least with Chief Mike Balkin from Ocala Police Department and the challenge of dealing with juvenile crime, maybe getting to them before they become major criminals or, or God forbid, become school shooters. We're going to talk to him right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Joining us now, OPD's Chief uh, Mike Balkin. Chief, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. I hope you guys are doing okay on, uh, on, on a very sad and extremely frustrating day for our country. Yeah, it, it, it is in so many different levels, as you know. I mean, and, and well, you know, just a real quick look. I don't think the president did anybody any favors by going down that old, tired, you know, decrepit answers that he gave. It, it led to nothing. We want to take a more proactive approach. So with that, I guess I'll ask you. We've done some solidifying, some fortifying of our schools in the state of Florida. Are there other states that can mimic that? Are those good moves? And can we do more here in the Sunshine State, like maybe utilize volunteers to a greater degree? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think Florida, after certainly after after the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting, Florida uh, took some actions to to certainly harden, harden uh, make hardened targets out of our out of our schools around the state. Uh, you know, erecting fences where there weren't any, creating one ingress. Uh, 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 egress uh, point uh, to, to the schools, uh, ensuring that there were uh, uh, school resource officers on every school campus, uh, uh, you know, based on the population of schools. Sometimes there's more than one officer. So, yeah, I think we've, we've done a lot of, uh, taken a lot of great steps uh, in, in hardening those targets uh, to secure our, our schools and protect our kids, the most vulnerable of our society. Um, but you know, my, you know, my concern there, and, and I certainly think other states should should follow suit, and uh, and I do think we could do more with uh, uh, you know school staff, uh, certain school staff who are properly trained and properly background checked, uh, being armed to to take quicker action to prevent as much bloodshed as we possibly can when when these incidents arise. But you know, I caution people uh, because I talk about this topic. We talk about this topic all the time. Uh, I, I caution people that you know. You know Yes, we need to harden our school targets and, and make sure our kids are safe. Uh, but it's important to realize we, we do live in a free society, and when one target becomes hardened, there's plenty of others. And, and I, I certainly don't want to be on the phone with you on this, on this interview giving somebody potential ideas. But we live in a free society, and, and we've seen this happen at you know shopping malls, at grocery stores, at movie theaters, you name it. And, and quite frankly, you know, it, it, when you start talking about you know, hardening of targets, the schools certainly, uh, but it's it's just impossible to harden every target in a free society, and uh, you know, and we've seen this happen at other areas. I I, I think this is a bigger conversation, quite frankly. We know, uh, Bob, that the debate will rage on with politicians about gun control and uh, uh, criminalization of mental health, and you name it. The list goes on and on. We've heard this uh, uh, a, a lot of this uh, rhetoric back and forth for for decades, and it's done little good to to help uh, uh, law enforcement, everybody really, to, to secure our kids and make everybody safe. I, I really believe, you know, that this is a uh, a mental health issue that begins in the home. I, I believe that. I talk about that. I've talked about that with you a lot about, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
poor parenting, um, you know, uh, the, the advancement of our society as it relates to um, uh, online presences and, th- and th- things like that that are just really, um, I-, I think, tearing apart the, the fundamental nature of a nuclear family, and it results in all sorts of problems that uh, lead to, uh, to potentially violence and, and leads a kid to seeing a pair of handcuffs or, or sometimes worse. So uh, it, it, this is a big discussion, but uh, uh, something that's going to rage on, I think, as you said, uh, uh, in the political world for, for quite some time. Just if you don't mind, kind of walk me through it. Okay, let's say I'm a parent. I live in Ocala. Um, and, and actually, you know, my wife and I are doing, we're trying really hard. We we have maybe a child that has some difficulties. Maybe he was born with those, some genetic issues or whatever. You know, we are trying to be good parents. The kids become unruly. His attitude is suffering terribly. He has said some violent things. We're really getting very, very concerned. He's a teenager now. We hoped he'd grow out of it, et cetera. And then he does something violent in the home, and and what? Where do parents turn? I would have thought maybe the th- thing they would do is they would call law enforcement. So, tell me what the law enforcement role would be in a case like that, and how we can maybe improve on that in some way. Yeah, you know, so so typically, uh, once we get the call, we're going to try to do, we're going to try to to not criminalize that kid as much as we can. Obviously, domestic violence situation, we've got to take action, but you know, we're going to do everything we can to refer that family to get help. And and quite frankly, there's plenty of options out there. You know, we, we're obviously partners. I'll have I'll be in a meeting with uh, the Department of Children and Families today uh, to discuss that very thing. Hey, what can, what can we do better? Uh, but but there's there's help out there. There's certainly counseling at the school level. We have our victim advocates here that can help, and we help steer those parents to uh, a plethora of, of, of assisting agencies out there that are available to help to keep that kid from, you know, from, from delving further into violence and tearing that family apart. But, you know, that, that's a responsible parent that you're, that you're describing right there. But, you know, I, I want to talk about, uh, more importantly, uh, the, 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 we, what we deal with pr- primarily is that irresponsible parent. And I'll give you a quick example. This is anecdotal, but I, I think it's important. An example uh, that's personal to me, I've got three brothers. So four of us boys, uh, we all grew up, we have kids. Three of us are very involved in the lives of our kids as they were growing up. I'm mean, proactive in their schoolwork, uh, very uh, uh, communicative with their teachers. Uh, we, we were involved in the, their daily lives as they grew up, um, ensured they participated in extracurricular activity, spent time with them, nurtured their development, and they were the most important things in our lives. And all three of us have very successful, well-adjusted uh, kids who are really va- already valuable contributing members of our of our society. The fourth brother, uh, in a, love to death, had little to do with his kids. You know, these kids had little support at home with schoolwork. They did very little together as a family. The babysitter became an iPhone uh, for these kids at a very young age. Uh, and each one of these kids, three kids, uh, is in therapy. Two are on medication. And both of those have spent time, an incredible amount of time, in a mental health facility uh, due to all sorts of issues, violence and, and behavioral issues and things like that. Uh, so with that said, uh, you, you know, I, I think that's, uh, although anecdotal, I do think that tells a story. I think we have, you know, um, Ill, a lot of ill-equipped parents that are either unwilling or unable to uh, to be that, that parent. And quite frankly, when we look at a lot of these shootings, Bob, that have, that have occurred around the country, I don't know enough about this shooting. I'm real careful to, to talk about things that we don't have all the information on, but many of these shooters around the country, these parents absolutely knew that there were so Something going on in that kid's life, um, uh, and they could, there were so many red flags and warning signs, and those shootings could have been prevented had that parent taken taken an action uh, like you just described, like a parent calling law enforcement for help before something really 
excuse me, really terrible happen. Here, here's the thing about, I know we did studies, and they say don't get a kid in the system too early. And you, you mentioned it. You said, you know, we don't want to criminalize right away, et cetera. And I get that. However, now that we do have some red flag laws and things like that and warning signs, if, if we don't criminalize to some extent, it doesn't mean you have to put the kid away, but mm-hmm. document right. to such an extent that it would appear on an FBI thing. So, so at least it's acknowledged that, yes, this person has had some issues. So you have documentation. So being in the system, maybe not incarcerated per se, but in the system is in terms of paperwork. So there can be follow up uh, if they try to purchase a gun. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I have issues with uh, somebody with with the, that type of history having access to a firearm. But obviously, it poses a threat to you know the the safety and well being of our citizens, which is that that's my job. That's our fundamental role that we play uh, in our society. And 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 don't get me wrong. When I say you know we shouldn't be arresting and incarcerating all these kids, uh, I, I I get that. But but I say that meaning that we as a society have to have a a play a larger role in the in the lives of these problem kids at a much younger age. Once they get to 15, 16 years old, uh, I think it's time where you have to stop treating criminals like victims and victims like criminals. And, uh, you know, we handle, we approach these kids with with these these, uh, violent juvenile offenders uh, with kid gloves. Uh, uh, Nobody wants to incarcerate them. We hold them for 21 days. They laugh at the cops. They get right back out. And we're going through that right now with a kid that's been on our radar for more than a year. We know he's been involved in multiple shootings. We just picked him up on another gun charge, had a gun under his seat. Uh, uh, we can't hold him for more than 21 days. And the kid told his buddies that, hey, don't worry about this. We'll be out in less than 21 days. I've been through this before. Case will be dropped. This is like a 15-year-old kid, Bob, that knows wow. the system that well. And that kid needs to be incarcerated. So, yeah, when, when I say that, I, I, I just want to be clear. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with, you know, with the... Uh, uh, the, the studies that show, yeah, you don't want to incarcerate a 10-year-old kid. I understand that. But, you know, when you're 15 and you know the system better than half my cops, uh, there should be a place for you. And at a time when we're, you know, we spent the last couple decades, de- I'll quote-unquote, decriminalizing mental health, shutting down mental health hospitals, kicking these uh, these folks out and putting them squarely on the backs of the local taxpayer and local law enforcement without any safety net, this is the result of that. And, and you know, I think we fail to keep, I say keep score, uh, we fail to remember that. And uh, and then we scratch our heads and wonder why why is all this going on? What, what do you mean? Why is it going on? This is this is exactly where we you know law enforcement told you we would be when we were making these changes. Right on, uh, chief. We, we, you know, when we when we when we change the score sheet on on the, for these juveniles and say, well, you got to have you know all these convictions before we send you away to a long term uh, program, that's a problem, brother. And and uh, and we're seeing that, and it is extremely frustrating. I can't imagine what those family members uh, are going through right now out in Uvalde. I really can't. It's a it's a very very sad day. That's Chief Mike Balkin from the Ocala Police Department. Appreciate his insight and the rest of my guests, including State Representative Chuck Clemens. Chris Wagner, and starting things off with Angela Stanton King, who will be at Rock the Red and speaking there. Go to rocktheredflorida.com for more ticket information. I thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a very safe Memorial Day weekend, safe travels, and we will talk to you Tuesday morning starting at 6 a.m. on The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy on 97.3 The Sky.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.